to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans. This week, this month, we are looking at the book Zone to Win, Organizing to Compete in an Age of Disruption by Jeffrey Moore. Last month, we reviewed the book Crossing the Chasm by the same author. If you missed that review, you'll definitely want to check it out either at productthinking.cc where you can check out the newsletter or in this podcast. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can check out one of the recent episodes, Crossing the Chasm, for that book review. But if you haven't read the book yet, that is okay. You can dive into this one, Zone to Win, without a problem. While it's part of Moore's series of books on innovation and technology practices, it isn't reliant on information from the previous books in a way that you have to read them all in order to understand this one. So let's dive in. Let's take a closer look. So first up, many of us are probably familiar with the Three Horizons planning model. If you're not, don't worry. We'll talk about it a little here. But McKinsey, the consulting company, created or at least popularized this idea of three horizons of growth. So I've used this model for company and product planning at several organizations, and it's a popular framework. So the three horizons model, unsurprisingly, uses three horizons for planning. And I put a graphic in this week's newsletter that you can check out again over at productthinking.cc, and you can check out the links in the show notes if you want to look at that. But the first horizon is the immediate future where you are working and executing on your current business. And the that is typically over the course of you know the current year to maybe one to two years out. So it's where you are expanding your current and core business. The second horizon comprises your plans for the next few years. Depending on the stage of your business, this could be anywhere from two to five years. So higher growth companies will have Horizon 2 initiatives on the shorter side in my experience, so closer to like two to three years, while more mature organizations will be on the longer side, you know, three to five years. This usually includes key strategic initiatives that you're planning for now and will pull into your Horizon 1 over the next one to two years. So Horizon 2 is kind of that time frame of two to five years out and what you're planning for that. And the third horizon is typically three to 10 years out. A lot of people that at five to 10 years, it really just depends on the business. And it comprises your longer term goals and ideas that need more incubation time before they become ready for your current business. So the things that are much further out on your time horizon. With that in mind, so with our three horizon frameworks in mind, the book Zone to Win uses this framework, this three horizons framework, as the principal idea behind its zones. It argues that businesses need to clearly define and separate zones in order to allow each area within the business to operate independently, but in coordination with the other zones for most success. So each zone corresponds with a horizon. And then there's a fourth zone for improving productivity and efficiency in the business. And we'll talk a little bit more about each of these zones. But Zone to Win, the book, primarily focuses on larger organizations. It uses Microsoft and Salesforce as two key case studies. However, the principles 
of the zones and the three horizons framework are useful for any business and for many of us. So let's take a look at some of these key ideas and, and dive into a little bit more. So the first key idea, each zone is different. So reference this a little bit. The four zones are first off the performance zone. This is your current core business and corresponds to that first horizon. This is where you're at right now, expanding your current and core business and where frankly, most of your revenue and profit probably come from as a product or as a company. Next up is the productivity zone. So this doesn't correspond to a horizon, but is the shared services across the entire business like HR, legal, marketing, et cetera, that drive efficiency for the core business, for the performance zone, and also help in those other zones as well. So the productivity zone. Next up is the transformation zone. This is the zone where ideas come to scale up and become part of the core business. So this really corresponds to kind of that horizon too, where you're pulling things in and beginning to scale them up to transform both the idea as you scale it up and the business as you start to incorporate some of these bigger things into your core business. And finally, the incubation zone. So this really corresponds to that horizon three where ideas are grown slowly and apart from an existing business before they're ready to fully scale. And again, that is kind of the horizon three, some of these further out initiatives and ideas that you're incubating. You have them in the works and you really, uh, they're not just ideas because you're actually uh, putting them into practice and, and kind of incubating them. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. So each of these zones is important. We don't have a business without the performance zone where most of our sales and marketing and develop effort are focused. But if we don't also plan for the future, eventually that core business will be disrupted and fade away like so many companies before. So we constantly need to be innovating, then incubating ideas in the incubation zone until they're ready to scale up and become part of the core business as they go through that transformation zone and then become part of the performance zone. So I uh, have another uh, graphic in this week's newsletter you'll definitely want to check out that kind of shows uh, where each of these zones fit, both in the horizons like we were just talking about, and then within the innovation, whether they're disruptive innovations or sustaining innovations, and you know, whether they're for revenue or enabling and that sort of thing. So each zone is different and needs different things, which is why Zone to Win argues that each zone should have its own leadership, its own incentives, and be separate, but work together to ensure success. Ideas that are being incubated should not be held to the same standard or have the same leadership as ideas that are fully scaled and performing for the business. That's a surefire way to kill an idea in incubation if you have the same leader who's responsible for a core part of your business, but also responsible for a new idea. You know, there's, there's only so much uh, capacity to prioritize. And if somebody's responsible for both of those and responsible to hit certain target metrics or target sales numbers or any of those things, they're going to naturally default to the thing that gives them the best chance to do that. And often that won't be 
the new idea, it will be the, the idea that is performing the best. And so keeping these things separate until they are ready to come together is one of the primary focuses of the book. Uh, another key idea, transformations take focus. Not every idea from incubation, from this Horizon 3, becomes a fully-fledged product or business line, however. Some ideas simply don't have the ability to scale or the product market fit. So those ideas can be added to existing uh, products in our business. Um, and I discussed this idea in a recent podcast on pricing, which was which was really great. Uh, you know, we talked about getting your pricing strategy right, and a number of other topics, and how as you have new ideas and new products, you know, where do they fit within your current current portfolio? and how to price them accordingly. So I put the link in this week's newsletter. You'll definitely want to check that one out. It was over on my other podcast, Product by Design, and it was getting your pricing strategy right, a conversation I had with Marcos Rivera, which was uh, really good. But for the ideas that have the ability to scale, a company should focus on bringing one of those at a time into the business as part of a transformation effort led by the executive team and specifically the CEO, because transformation is difficult which is why focus is the key. Many companies have failed simply because they haven't focused their energy and their effort on a singular new big idea that will transform the company. They remain too focused on selling their core products and maintaining their existing business and are never able to bring a new big idea to, to, to market. Now, maintaining your existing business and products is an important thing, but when you're transforming, when you have a a transformation in progress, you have to make some changes and you have to accept the idea that if you're actually going to do it and bring some of these big things, so these big changes, that something will have to give. So as I mentioned, the book focuses on large organizations. The ability for small companies to bring new transformational products to market is different and typically faster. But the principles are very similar. It's much easier to stay focused on selling your core product unless you shift incentives. And I've seen this firsthand at several startups and young companies now. It's also difficult, even at startups, to make big shifts in the company without good leadership and a clear strategy and vision. So new transformational products will languish and die in favor of the core business until an existential threat comes up or something to that effect, at which point it is often much later than you'd like it to be, rather than uh, looking at the opportunity to bring some of these incubation ideas through that transformation zone and into your core business. So finally, let's talk about incubation and R&D, research and development. Incubation differs from research and development. Companies should definitely be doing both, including having a skunkworks area or a lab or any place where new ideas can be tested and fostered uh, you know, with, without having to really necessarily perform or uh, without having to be part of the core business. But we have to understand that the incubation zone, according to Moore, is an area where we've taken these skunkworks ideas, these lab ideas, and had now brought them into a different area, an incubation area, where some of them uh, will turn into viable uh, 
products or business lines. They are no longer just ideas or tests or research projects or skunk works, but are in development to become actual product lines or products in the business. And eventually, we hope to pull them into the core business, either as a fully fledged product or at least as add-ons to existing functionality. So that's kind of the difference between the incubation zone, as Moore puts it, and research and development. You definitely need both, but the incubation zone isn't a place necessarily for R&D. It's where a lot of that R&D goes as the ideas start to prove viable and where they can start to grow and be fostered into actual products or business lines. So those are some of the key ideas and key takeaways. Obviously, there's a lot more and you can check those out in the book, but the book Zone to Win by Jeffrey Moore offers good insight into the need for separating zones in an organization. Using the Three Horizons framework, it makes sense to allow different types of innovations to operate differently. While the focus of the book is clearly on larger companies, Microsoft and Salesforce, again, are the two companies used as case studies. Many of the principles apply to any organization, large or small. And overall, uh, it's a short read with some good insight. It can be dense at times, but it's definitely worth exploring. So I encourage you to check that one out. And of course, you can find links to it down in the show notes. So check that out. Check out the newsletter over at productthinking.cc. Subscribe if you haven't already. There's a free version and a paid version if you want to support this podcast, support the newsletter, support all the uh, that I'm doing. You can definitely do that. And I will be very, very happy for you to do that. Uh, definitely follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Product Thinking. And you can follow us on social media as well. You can follow me at Kyle Larry Evans on Twitter and TikTok. And you can follow this podcast on Twitter and TikTok as well at Product Thinking. Just one T in the middle for both of those. So check out the links in the show notes there. And until next time, keep questioning all those assumptions and we will talk again soon.